Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Expert Opinion. I am Andrea Fabri, and today we are thrilled to spend the next uh, 20, 25 minutes with Mark Schaefer. Mark is a uh, globally recognized blogger, speaker, educator, and business consultant. He teaches at Rutgers University and has written four best-selling books, including the Tao of Twitter, considered the best-selling book on Twitter in the world, and Return on Influence, um, which I've also read, by the way. Um, we're here today, though, to speak with Mark about his latest book called Social Media Explained, Untangling the World's Most Misunderstood Business. Welcome, Mark. I am delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, it's a pleasure. Social media has been um, around for a while, um, um, and yet many executives and companies today are still struggling to leverage social media effectively as a marketing tool. And I, uh, I can attest to the struggle based on my ongoing <laughs> interactions with uh, clients. What yeah. are the challenges that executives face today when considering social media as a means to market and sell products and services? In other words, why are companies still struggling? Well, you know, first of all, I, I agree with you. And that's, that's the reason why I wrote the book is because I work with companies around the country, and whether it's a Fortune 500 company or a startup, I still see people struggling with some of these same fundamental issues. And that's why I wrote the book, to kind of set the stage and say, let's really get into what's going on here sociologically, psychologically. Why do people need to do this? Why is it so popular? The, the theory that I have is that we've been conditioned, really, for the last 100 years to think in terms of advertising, to broadcast our messages. And that doesn't really work on social media. Social media is social. People expect give and take. They expect interaction. They expect trustworthy and interesting and maybe even entertaining content. And if you try to treat it like a broadcast medium, you're going to become very disappointed. People are tired of being advertised to. They're tired of being marketed to. But they will run to a company, they'll be attracted to a company who can help them make money, save money, save time, live a happier life, a healthier life, maybe a more fun life. So it requires a new mindset that I find is very difficult for many businesses to adopt. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, what I noticed uh, is that really social media has shifted customer engagement from a linear and quantitatively driven model to mm-hmm. a nonlinear, organic, a bit chaotic, and at its core, qualitative, because it really uses conversations to drive preference and sell products and, uh, and build advocacy. So that, that is such a key idea, and I love the word you use there, qualitative, because a lot of businesses miss that. They're, they're run on spreadsheets. They, they, they're kind of addicted to quantitative uh, measures, and that has served them very, very well for decades. But 
if you're building relationships through social media, it requires a different way of thinking, and it does require different measures as well. Right, I agree. One of one of the things that I always hear from executives, which is uh, is always quite interesting, is this uh, notion that, especially in the B two B sectors, by the way, that sometimes social media is uh, even, even though this is not necessarily stated by executives, but it, you can tell that the perception is that social media is this sort of, um, uh, you know, a, a bit of a waste of time, if you don't mind me saying that, um, mm-hmm. because it's difficult to measure. Well, you know, way... I, I think things are changing, and I think they're changing very rapidly. If you consider that uh, by by 2020, just, well, less than six years from now, half of our workforce is going to be millennials. Half of our customers are going to be millennials. And this is a generation that manages their, their relationships, manages conflict over Facebook posts, Twitter, text messages. This is where they go to discover uh, products and services and company and people. For this generation, Facebook really is the Internet. Uh, search on Facebook has tripled in the last two years. They're using it like Google. And so I think it's going to be important for for any company, B2B or B2C, to really understand how people are getting their information today and, and really how it, it can align with their business goals. What I find is that if you think you know how your customers are getting their information today or you think you know how they're using social media, this is a good time to double-check that and maybe ask them or do a survey or do some research because there's really been a cataclysmic shift in how people are accessing their information just over the last 18 to 24 months. Yeah, I agree. And, in fact, uh, and throughout several conversations I've been having last year with the marketing professionals, I begin to wonder what is marketing becoming um mm. you, you do a, a really great job uh, uh in the book at translating uh, social media the core essence of social media in five concepts and you know to me those concepts that you have not only apply to social media by the way but they really apply to marketing as a whole maybe we we forgot about it uh, mm. Can you can you go through these five concepts um, one by one? Because I, I really think that they are uh, at the core, uh, from my perspective, at the core of your book in terms of um, simplifying and making people understand what really social media is all about from a strategic perspective. Well, first, thanks for your kind words. I'm glad you enjoyed the book. And I'll try to go through it uh, very quickly. Um, and at first, let me let me step back and, and tell you kind of how this developed, because I am uh, being asked to go into a lot of uh, companies, a lot of large companies, and, to, and 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 being asked to help executives learn social media. What is this all about? And oh, by the way, you have one hour, so it's really forced me to focus on what are the core elements here. If you've only got an hour for someone to read a book or only an hour for someone to listen to me, where do we need to spend our time? So the first thing, and this is a concept you've already hinted at, is this idea that humans buy from humans. Now, that seems like such common sense, but we I, I see so many times 
we forget about that. We've, we've created this, this digital divide between ourselves and our customers. And we, when we deal with people online, then we, 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 treat them and we treat them differently. We forget that there's a real human there that might be suffering, that might really need our help. So that's the first concept. The second part of the book, I talk about exactly how social media fits in the marketing mix. And that is by providing these small provocations that lead to awareness, that leads to engagement, that leads to trust, and ultimately loyalty. So this is what we've been trying to do with our businesses ever since there have been businesses. So um, I, I explained how social media fits in that mix. The third point I make is I talk about this idea of this the uh, information ecosystem. I talk about how we need to populate these platforms very carefully with our stories to help people uh, wherever they may be, wherever they may be getting their information. The fourth point is this idea that we already hinted at. It's this idea that we need a different sort of mindset, what I call the social media mindset. And I've been studying this for many years now, and as you mentioned, I, I teach at, uh, at graduate school at Rutgers. And behind every success story, behind every case study, you'll find these three things. You'll find meaningful content as the catalyst on the social web. You also find an, uh, um, very targeted customers, targeted contacts. And this is what a lot of businesses miss. They're starting to get this idea that they need content, but you have to activate the content. It has to ignite. Then the third point of the social media mindset is this idea of being authentic helpfulness. We need to move from this idea of selling, selling, selling to helping, helping, helping. That's what people want. That's what they, that's what they need right now. And then the fifth uh, foundational strategy, I get a little bit more into this idea of content, the importance of content, and I explain how not all content is created equal. You have to really look inside your company as far as what sort of content is going to align with your resources, your budget, your capabilities, and I give some ideas about how to do that, how to find that, and how to uh, really leverage your assets in the best way. Yeah, and uh, which uh, which leads me there to a follow-up question. Uh, uh, you're right, it's all content, but it's also the right content delivered in the right way at the right time for the right reasons. So what I'm liking about social media, what I always liked is really transforming marketing from, react, from proactive to reactive in an intelligent mm -hmm. manner, though. Uh, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's really... Mm -hmm. I think it's finally fulfilling, in a way, uh, for me, the vision of marketing is not just uh, pushing products out, uh, which is the quantitative advertising-driven model, but more making products part of useful parts of our lives. The content, as you said, though, is becomes the central element because it really is the fuel that mm -hmm. uh, is the catalyst, as you say in your book, that, that really... Uh, generates conversations, generates sharing, generates interest. So the question then is, how do you see companies creating effective content today? 
like what, what does it take to create effective content? Well, Kai, that is just such a huge, huge question. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be one of the most important questions in marketing for years to come. And the reason is that we are experiencing such information density. Uh, If you look at all the research, it shows that companies are producing more and more and more content. They're flooding the internet with content. In the next few years, the amount of content on the web is supposed to increase by 600%, which is just mind-boggling. So this question of how do we cut through, what's it going to take to, to, to do that, to be heard, to be the signal instead of the noise, that is going to be challenging for a lot of marketers. And I have some very specific ideas about that. And I think the first thing you need to assess is look at the competition, look at the structure of your industry, and figure out how, what, where can you maneuver is it an unsaturated niche as far as content, as far as social media strategy? You know, if you have competitors who have already been doing this for years and you're just starting out, you're going to have to get very clever. You're going to have to become very resourceful to figure out how to compete in that environment. I think, of course, there's going to be an added emphasis on quality. That's going to be really good for consumers. But the expectations for quality we're just going to continue to go up and up and up. I think that's good news if you're in the content creation business. If you're in video, photography, if you're a writer, you know, I would expect that rates should be going up because the, the demand for great content on the web is, is going to be insatiable. Yeah, um, and aligned with this, I, I, I have a follow-up question. Um, I've seen a lot of companies that uh, decided for a variety of reasons, primarily, I would say, operating reasons as in operating expenses and and cost structure, to actually bring in uh, resources to generate content Mm in-house. However, Mm -hmm. what I've noticed is that the quality of that content is uh, not always good. Um, Mm -hmm. And content begins to suffer by uh, insular perspectives and suffers and lacks creativity, which is also a key element that drives interest, you know, especially when you are in this kind of information density type of environment. Um, Absolutely. So one question that I have for you and is a question that, frankly, I'm always asked uh, by executives is, how do we need to restructure our marketing departments to be effective in this new organic, chaotic, no linear world that is difficult to measure, uh, that is loyal one second and completely <laughs> loyal the second. Mm-hmm. How are companies, uh, how do they need to prepare for this? Well, you know, it, this is a very turbulent time. Um, I just, uh, let me give you an example of two different uh, company reactions to your your question, the issue that you're bringing up. It was about, I think, 18 months ago, uh, Procter & Gamble announced that they were laying off 1,500 marketing professionals. Now, it's not that Procter & Gamble n- didn't need all those marketing professionals. They had the wrong kind. And what they decided was it's, it's going to take too long 
to retrain these people to make this shift that you're referring to, we've got to make a wholesale change. Now, I'm working with another one of my clients, another you know Fortune 500 company, and they're taking the the uh, track of retraining. So they actually have tested all of the marketing people in their company all around the world. And if you had a low score, you kind of have to go through some remedial digital marketing programs. If you scored kind of in the middle, they have almost like a little MBA type of program. If you scored high, then they're creating like these almost uh, like short TED Talks on different digital issues. So they're spending an enormous amount of uh, effort and, and money and resources on retraining. So, um, you know, whether you take the Procter & Gamble route or you take the other route, we are really in a turbulent time. And I just saw um, some research about success in the omni-channel, which is really integrating digital marketing and traditional marketing and creating a, a, a distinctive but ubiquitous presence across all these channels. And they said 80% of the CMOs said the number one reason we're failing is we don't have, we can't find the right people. So I think it, it's, it's coming down to really an HR issue. And there's other organizational issues we probably don't have time to get into today, but I think the kind of the dance that we do with advertising agencies in some ways I think is slowing down some of these transitions. Uh, some of the, some of the uh, ways that we're organized in marketing and the advertising departments today I think could be slowing down some of these transitions. So we're yeah. in for a turbulent time, I think, until the millennials take over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, and I would add, uh, from my perspective, dealing with uh, uh, companies on an executive level, the tie to that, there is also a certain resistance to dare, to be daring, to be innovative, yeah. comfort and uh, certainty that the linear world uh, brought up to, mm-hmm. you know, say, seven, eight years ago is quickly dissipating, but the people on an executive level are still very much tied to that world, a uh, world of numbers, a world of black and gray and white. You know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. social media is more about shades of gray and conversations. Um, last question. We just have a couple of minutes. Um, how do you see social media evolving from your perspective? Well, it- just a lot of people are really overwhelmed and I think a little bit intimidated by social media because they see that it's just changing so fast. But if you really think about it, over the last few years, we've had Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. And as far as the major platforms, there really haven't been a lot of newcomers. Now, there's shifts within the platforms. The, the rules of engagement continue to change. And I think new platforms will emerge, for example, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. They fill unique niches. So we're going to see a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see more innovation in, in that uh, uh, area. I think the, the, the next big milestone, the big step change, will come with the advent of wearable technology. I think... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many of these traditional platforms conform to a world where uh, we're surrounded by the Internet. The Internet will be around us like the air that we breathe. We'll have a digital layer across 
the, the world. You know, what new platforms will emerge from those capabilities? That's when it's going to get really interesting. Uh, I agree. I agree. And uh, we're closer than, than a lot of people think to that world, certainly yeah, in, right. uh, in, for, for certain products. All right. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're at the end of our conversation. It's been uh, a true pleasure uh, spending the last uh, 25 minutes or so with you. Um, can you please provide some uh, your, your contact information so people can get in touch with you if they want to when after listening to the podcast? Well, it's very easy to find me. Um, my website is called businessesgrow.com. I knew I couldn't call it Schaefer because no one can spell Schaefer. But uh, <laughs> businessesgrow.com, you can find my blog. I have a podcast. I have uh, my, my publications are there and lots of free resources uh, to help businesses of every size. Excellent. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been an, a pleasure. Thank you.